Hi there, my name is Murewa and welcome to the 20s Convos podcast with Wale and Toby. On this podcast, Wale and Toby have conversations about life, society, culture, childhood, relationships, the world and everything in between. The 20s Convos podcast is all about sharing stories, journaling life and building a community across the world. Enjoy the episode. What we thought about is how most, most disagreements or most wars almost when you watch a movie and something and like the hero is about something or something goes wrong mm-hmm. how do i put this like there's there's love there's a there's a trend that shows in history that a lot of things that go wrong either on a national level or on a personal heroic level mm. or a personal heroic journey into some level of greatness that are meant to go or some big level of setback or some disagreements from people who are influential you can always trace it back to an element of sex. Mm. Wait, now explain, explain, explain. If I think about the great people who have fallen, mm. you know, um, Julius Caesar. Yeah. Um, who else? Samson. <laughs> um, who else? I'm trying to think of, you know, Bill Clinton, like, yeah, there's some that we can see, e.g., Bill Clinton, that that they get caught. Mm. But I think there's many big disagreements and wars that have happened. That I think have one way been led, not been led, have been caused very, very indirectly from a sexual standpoint. Mm. Mm. I see what you mean. I see and that what was you- a very, very of the of of the chat thoughts, I didn't plan to start with that. <laughs> yeah, but someone that I've, I've I've just dipped across life. Yeah, but is that maybe a thing about majority of people in power being men? Right. That's a good point. Yeah, and maybe that's a good. That is a good point. Number one, hmm. but number two. Answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Number three, answer is yes again. Because <laughs> if you think if you think about, I think I, I don't know what I was listening last night. I said that men are quite binary. Yeah. And obviously how we respond to sex or respond or how we anticipate sex is different from women mm. in some way. Mm. All right. I'll let biologists and psychologists do the rest of the analysis. But yeah, there's a big difference. Yeah. And... Obviously, at that point, yeah, because they're mostly men. Yeah. And we have just, biologically speaking, two genders. Mm. Um, so if it's not men, it's women. But yeah, you are right. Probably yeah. because they're men. Yeah. Um, but again, it doesn't make it a less... Yeah, it doesn't, yeah it, it doesn't take away the fact that it's actually a, a, a thing to look at. But yes, so today we're obviously here to point is yeah. point is like sex is a flipping drug. <laughs> like it drives, it drives, it drives a lot of things. And yeah, is for me it's very fascinating in seeing how like sex drives a lot of things. Mm. How when you go out, mm-hmm. when you what you buy, yeah, you know, how what you watch on TV, um, mm. the school you go to. Yeah. Um, like we don't think about it that deeply but 
if you if you ask if you make a decision making charts and 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 you draw that flow chart from top to bottom and you go to the bottom and see why did this person make the decision to buy this shirt or to or to get this car or to want this kind of lifestyle mm. there's a big part of it that has to do with attraction or yeah. domination sexual domination sexual attraction mm. it's a big part of that mm. it might not be used in those terms but we can trace it yeah so sex is a fundamental drug of life mm. fundamental key fundamental drug like very fascinating yeah um also very useful because we're all alive today in it so yeah the biological aspects of it yeah yeah so yeah let, let me let you, let me let you kick off yeah, yeah absolutely yeah but you, you you've actually you know gotten the ball rolling because i was gonna ask you what your views are you know about sex and the reason why i guess we're speaking about this today is that we live for for lack of a better word or a better way to talk about this we live in a very um what i call it sex crazed society or sex driven society um where our media is surrounded by it, our conversations are loaded with it, um, and it's just always there, right? Um, but as much as it's always there, certain conversations around it aren't always happening, right? Except you're in certain circles, maybe you grew up in a church or you grew up, you know, in certain spaces where a certain view of sex was projected. But like generally, when you get into the world, it, as much as we consume a lot of sexual content and things like that, I don't feel like a lot of people really talk about sex in that way. So first question to you today really is, you know, how would you describe your personal view on, you know, sex and the matters of sex and sexuality and, you know, things like that. You can pick it from any direction, but just, you know, you've already shared a bit already, but, you know, go for it. You know, I like I said, uh, sex being depicted in media and stuff. Hmm. Uh, I think, I don't know whether I told you this, but I said like in a, in a different life, um, one thing that I've been keen on doing is advertising. Mm, mm, mm. I, I just like the idea of um, making someone making somebody I don't know, I haven't seen, make a decision mm. without them realizing it. Me saying that now sounds a bit diabolical. Yeah, psychotic. But, to be <laughs> but, but for your business purpose, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I think that helps. But advertising, marketing. No marketing, but advertising strictly. Mm. Um, okay, why did I bring that up? Sex always sells. Mm. Like that, that she has been selling for time. Mm. When and when I watch a documentary about um, the birth of a nation, the documentary on races in America, what kind of title? Mm. And it spoke about how um, you know that documentary kind of made racism legit in America. Long, obviously, long time ago, just pretty much. I think, I think it was after slavery, or I think probably after slavery. Yeah. So I think, but it was the first major film or something like that. It was the first film or first mm. motion picture. It had this one milestone. But anyway, that first film was the birth of a nation in America, and I remember them saying that, that presidents watched it in like land and everything. Anyway, what's my point? Even in that film that was meant to depict racism or the black man as a three-fifths of a man. Mm. It was chasing a white woman. There was still an element of, um, you know, this person is hungry for, hungry either by acceptance or no acceptance, by consent or no consent. They're hungry for that woman's, mm. how do I say this word without sounding um, <laughs> too vulgar on the podcast? I should have yeah. actually thought about, about, about a word to, to, word code, to, um, to... <laughs> 
the woman's parts. But obviously, in, in normal conversation, I, w- I won't say the woman's parts. I'll probably, I'll pretty much say it the way it yeah, is meant to be yeah, said. Yeah. But we've never actually thought about how we talk about that in a podcast. Anyway, you'll yeah. get my point. Abstract, exactly. Just abstract. Um, <laughs> Move on. So yeah, sex sales. And mm. what is my view on sex? It's changed across the years. Mm. Um, when I was 14, it was different from when I was 20 to when I was 23 to, mm-hmm. to, to now. Mm. And it's a fundamental part of one's existence because it is a natural process. It's yeah. a natural requirement um, to exist, but also to procreate. Mm. So it's, it's a natural urge, which is probably why it always sells for time. And my views on it is... As, as it's never been a view of oh sex is bad mm. maybe because i was never sure of, I, I wasn't told that as a yeah. kid yeah or i wasn't told that enough as a kid <laughs> i don't know which one it is maybe because um i mean on the the, 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 the other point i think about is religious standpoint mm. but even from that it Sex, I never saw sex as a bad thing. Yeah. Time, 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 timing is what the argument is, right? Exactly. From a user yeah. standpoint. Yeah. But it's not a bad thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I think, obviously, across those ages, I think the only thing that's, diff- that, that's been different is just how my view on it in terms of the motivations behind it. Mm. And, and I guess talk about it later, but, you know, there are points where, you know, the hookup culture felt normal. Mm. There were points where the monogamy idea felt normal. Mm. There were points where those two things were never in sight. Mm. Right. So it's like different, different, different points of view shaped it. But I think on overall, it's been very healthy. Mm. Healthy. Actually, I drive it. Exactly. Like, I feel like that's that's actually that. Yeah. 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 Um, But Um, but yeah. Okay. Finish. Yeah. No, no, no. You go. You go. Okay. Yeah. I think I I, I think I'm I'm about to go down the dark hole. Let me let you go on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me pull you out of the dark hole first. But yeah. And maybe to answer the question directly, I, I would say I think I might have grown up with a compartmentalized view of sex, maybe. Right. So, Obviously, if typical Nigerian that grows up in a Nigerian church, depending on the kind of church that you go to, obviously, like you said, they're not going to make, I don't think my church ever made sex this like scary thing. It was always a question around timing, like, you know, there's a time and place and a space and a season of your life and whatever that, you know, sex is okay to happen. Like, it's a beautiful thing designed for a specific purpose not just for procreation like there's a camp that thinks sex is only for that and sex outside of procreation is bad right in that sense but like it's pleasurable like it's designed to be pleasurable and it's a good thing but it's like a fire fire can be good but it depends on where you light it right so that's that's a kind of view of sex that you know i have maintained but when i say compartmentalized you know is that you know when you leave church on a sunday when you leave those circles your conversation around sex tend to change a bit right like you maybe you're not i'm finding the best way to put this into words but it's just that like when you leave the the circles and confines of a certain group of people that have a certain view your views around it either get diluted or 
you know, you go to the complete opposite end. I'm trying not to be too vague, but I'm still sounding vague. Anyways, generally, I think my views on sex has been largely shaped by my faith right which is being a christian and i think i've maintained that for for the longest time which is why i felt it would be good to talk about this because you know everybody has different views about this some influenced by religion and faith and some influenced by culture which maybe leads me to to this second part which is like how much you know does the general public stance on you know sexuality and sexual morality like what what do you think about the public's view of it as it changed over time um and you know what really drives the public view and opinion on matters of sex i don't even think we've all finished our first part to be honest um okay. i mean i mean the public's view on sex is something that you know from a, from a post- positivist idea of knowledge i can't cover so what i'm by that is Okay, I'm not going to start talking in abstract PhD terms. Um, <laughs> what I just mean by that is like, from from public public's point of view, I can only cover what I've seen or mm. heard, but I can't give the real scenario mm. um, if that even exists. But before we go to that public's view, actually, yeah, you asked my views on sex and your views on sex. You haven't really said it in a way. You've I'm you've implied it in yeah. t- by saying you know um, your faith has defined that. Right, yeah. but you haven't really said it. You haven't, the definition. And, it, and 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 even me as well. I've not I've not said mine, and mm. and I think we should actually tackle that because, as a as as a boy who is hitting puberty, maybe when you're thirteen, fourteen. Mm. Okay, this is a good example. When we were in um, secondary school, I mm. right, um, yeah. and and I was up and down chasing girls, mm. right. When I was chasing girls, then I don't think I was even thinking of sex at mm-hmm. a certain point mm-hmm. but some but some people were yeah fair fair and i th- i always thought what made me and them different <laughs> that's a fantastic no 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 i'm not saying i want to be them yeah i'm saying what was it that made me think of it yeah at a different point than they did mm. while we we're both playing the same game of finding a baby yeah. now my secondary school okay there's certain points but as of SS1, for those mm. who don't know SS1, that's probably year four, mm. right? I think I was just thinking about, okay, just find a girl, you know, you make out, um, you know, you just chill, mm. you make out. Mm. Or I don't think there was a point where I thought sex. I mean, that's not that point. But I know, I know that, that <laughs> I knew guys that... Yeah, that thought that at that point, I always thought, what was it that not make me think about it at that point? I'll, I'll probably honestly, I feel it's probably connected to. I think there's two things. I think there's the biological part of it, and there's also the sociological part of it. Right? It could just, it, it could just be that 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 them guys just <laughs> found women who gave them who consented to that. No, no, just, wait, no, no, I'm wait, kidding, wait, I'm, wait, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, well, but, but, but I I do think it's it's one of two things, like either like a biological acceleration or sort of like sociological, psychological. And I'm not to sound, I'm not trying to sound like an expert or anything, but if you think about it, like there's been sad situations where you know certain boys or certain people, not just guys, you know, have been exposed or you know being treated. I don't know, like handled sexually at a very young age, and that sort of like has opened their minds to certain things. And so, you know, those people tend to have early sexual experiences growing up from, you know, what I've read so far. Right. And then for other people, if you're not exposed to a lot of sexual content and things like that, I think what 
your mind doesn't process that part of things, you know, in that, in that season that you're in, or at least biologically, your body isn't craving that sort of interaction yet. Right. Because I, I do think like when, when we were in primary school, when we were like, you know, you know, six or seven, I don't think, okay, now things are changing because there's been weird ass stories on the internet. But I think like as six or seven year olds, like you said, even up to when you're like 12 or 13, you know, what you're thinking about is, you know, you know, holding hands or so on, hugging someone, maybe kissing the person or like, you know, just. No, that, I mean, at, at, at 14, I wasn't dreaming of holding hands. I was <laughs> beyond that. Let me just, let me just. What no is this conversation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm saying, I, I think holding hands pretty much, the dream of holding hands pretty much stopped at maybe eight, ten, or 9. I don't, I, I don't think I took that into my into my teens. I don't think anyone did. Not just me. Let's not make oh it a whole I don't I don't think anyone did, right? I, I don't know uh, why you're hammering I mean, this point. I yeah, mean or... the that's a very good point. I, actually I don't know I'm okay, let's move on. <laughs> so so are you saying that for them guys who um and just just, just let me make the disclaimer that obviously we're gonna speak speak from, from a guy's perspective mostly because we are yeah, guys. guys yeah. Um not saying not trying to say women don't have the same abilities to interpret and desire sex mm. the same way um just from my perspective as guys yeah. um so are you saying like those guys who i thought you know, were thinking that way before i did yeah were exposed to sex early or sexual content or the sexual situation early earlier but, but the funny thing is like we all knew porn existed even 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 beyond this point right so we, I would argue some wait, somebody brought some, yeah no, no, the no, only no. point ex- existed either accidentally at yeah. home or in school as early as year, year two or year three hmm. or even year one in so, secondary school i hear what you're saying so because what i was going to then say is that maybe like i would i would almost argue that at the point where you know boys could know like no one appreciates for the lack of a better word pornography at that point probably i would say Anybody that says that, that they weren't designing sex at that point in time, I would question that a bit, right? I, I think if you, you're able to identify and like appreciate, again, for the lack of a better word, sexual content and pornography in that sense, you're probably like when you're, you know, thinking about the opposite sex or, or whatever, like you're probably thinking in that direction already. Or do you not think that's the case? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe I just was a case whereby I knew that existed, but I still did not. I, I still did not live my it's life hilarious. around there at that yeah. at that point. Yeah. Or maybe maybe my memory is just terrible. Possibly. <laughs> it's possible. But yeah, um, maybe to to to, to again to uh, you the reason why you doubled down on this question was because we didn't really like say specifically, right, you know, what our views and everything or our perspectives on it is. But I think for me, you know, even in Jess and Jess too, my views around sex, you know, and still now is something that you know, is designed in the context and is most better expressed in marriage. But you feel that doesn't stop you from feeling this, the urges like, you know, throughout the periods before you actually, you know, are in a marriage and things like that. So my view of it was... How about also, university? Because university was a tough one. So I caught you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 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 University was a tough one. Um, And I think for me, I just... What ended up happening was I didn't find myself in situations where, like, I think there's certain situations that you put yourself in and certain conversations and spaces that you're in that the tendency for that to be, you know, top of mind for you all the time, right, is is more 
than if you're in certain circles. I think a lot of my university life, I was put in circles or I, I found myself in circles and deliberately seeked out circles where, you know, it was easier to avoid, not avoid conversations like that, but like the focus wasn't just on those kind of conversations. But obviously there, you'll be in a group of guys and definitely it would always be like the, almost this if not football then it's probably like that right and and so from from there i'd say i think i'm going off point a bit but your direct question was like university what like how what? yeah your views on because I, yeah. I i said my views were different from high okay, school yeah, when i yeah, was in yeah, universities yeah. okay my views about it didn't change but um the intensity of having to manage those feelings did be did change right like obviously i was growing older becoming more exposed um you know was dating at that time as well so i think um for, funny enough when, when like sex is such a natural thing that i don't think you need to teach anyone in that sense like not how to do it but just like like it's just something that you're it's like eating right you are very right yeah like a baby when a baby is born like you know you don't need to teach them how to to get get milk from 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 their mom's you know breasts in that sense like some of them in some cases there's some like i don't know how but medically sometimes there's something wrong and the baby doesn't latch on or things like that but i'm just saying like it's a very natural response so um I'm trying to say that, you know, definitely the, the impulses and, and sort of like feelings were quite intense as I grew older, which I feel like is a very biological thing as well. Um, and it just became, it, I had to actively more manage it, you know, in, during my university days. And I had to, when I was in secondary school is what I would say about it. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. University was um, one, one place where, you know, you obviously are exposed, but I think, you also become a lot more aware of what you can do. Mm. Okay, I don't know if that sounds weird. Let me say that again. <laughs> no, no, no. I get you, but maybe explain for those that don't get you. <laughs> no, so yes. Yeah, so I, I think like universities, maybe just because you go older, but compared to obviously secondary school at that point, in university, you, you're obviously surrounded by maybe the same amount of girls as you were before, but the intent is the intent is more recognizable mm. you can you can navigate your way with you know you can navigate your way with the social interaction with a woman in a sense where you can be confident in your you're more confident in what you want like i don't know maybe it's just a, an age thing but i know that university is, is a different vibe yeah so in my in, in my case um you know when when i was in uni year one year two um i think i think i was i was okay i was a single in year one really um i i, I was i don't even know my timelines are messed up hmm. um but i know that the point the point where i i i knew that okay i was i was no more a kid sex sex wise was hmm. obviously like in university like yeah. I think actually, actually yes, I think probably early university because I'm not saying no more a kid. I mean, like I said before, in 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 high school, when you went to meet a, a girl, right? When you met a girl, there's certain things you just think about in terms of, I just want to talk to this babe, mm-hmm. right? Or or I just want to be seen with this girl mm-hmm. because of a mm-hmm. secondary school, you, you're just yeah. trying to keep up with the Joneses sometimes. Yeah, but. In university, it also gets to the point where maybe you're also more serious with your intentions, where 
you pre- maybe like the girl, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I want to be with this girl. But also with that, with that new strong feelings also comes strong feelings, in stronger feelings in, yeah. In, yeah. In, your, in your in your sexual urges. So yeah. yeah, yes, so that is what I mean. And yeah. I and I, I said I'm saying that probably that's the point where, where I I recognize that that existed. Mm. That that yeah. that elevation to a different level of 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 urges, but also an awareness of what and how that can play in a, yeah. in, a in a position whereby you meet someone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but views on sex. My views on it has always been healthy. But I think this point at this point I've got into in my life where I've I have not been healthy. Mm. And luckily for me, I know what that looks like. Mm. And like I'm I've never been lost in the idea of sex. So mm. I can hold my hand up and say, you know, I've been able to, you know, say yes and no to certain points. Um, I know that okay, I'm strong enough to do that. Mm. But also there's points where that hasn't been the case, but yeah. learning curves have been, I've, I've led to confidence in my, in my, see, the thing is like, I don't, I, I don't have the vocabulary to explain what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. maybe because I've not researched it. Yeah. But what I just mean by that is like confidence. It's like when you're navigating the world of relationships and women, there's several things you encounter, right? Mm-hmm. So there's sometimes where you encounter a point where you know you feel like there's somebody you want to be with, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 your intentions are different. Mm-hmm. You might go out to a party and you meet someone and you're chatting, and your thought is like, Well, you seem nice, and I seem nice. Let's see what this can lead to, right? Mm-hmm. But that is not the same as you seeing someone, you're like, Oh my god, I'm in love. Mm-hmm. Right. But regardless of what step you take in those two scenarios, right? Yeah. There's points you get to where you can be healthy towards your sexual urges or your sexual. Hmm. I want to say healthy. I mean, my, my, my own definition of healthy is being able to control yourself to the point whereby you're not a slave to your flesh. Hmm. That, that's what I mean. It does not control your decision making beyond your rational forebrain. Hmm. Mm. Right. And that's why I began by saying when I, when I look at history, sometimes I think a lot of issues can be traced to sex because that controlled decisions for people. Yeah. Okay. But hold on. The question I want to ask is when like this definition that you have of, of healthy or this perspective that you have of healthy, what informed it? Um, I think that's that that's probably like a key thing because like it was informed by some section of society, was it informed by your upbringing, was it informed by research, or was it informed by self-reflection? And like there's a there's a B part to that question that I want to ask when we answer the A part first, which is like what informed or what has informed your view, you know, what, what it's, it's, it's a number of things. So I think number of things. Um, I don't know if it's upbringing because I never had a sex talk mm-hmm. with my parents. Mm. Right. Did you have one? Um, no, outside the context of religion, um, church and faith, no. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't have an older brother. So I had no model guide in that respect. Mm. Um, so upbringing is, 
I won't say trial and error. I'll start by saying that I've always had a sense of a monogamistic streak mm. such that I've never, the idea of, of multiple selves has never appealed to me in the sense yeah. of me having multiple girlfriends or mm. multiple, I mean, let me, let me say this way. If I'm, if I'm with somebody, relationship-wise, mm. right? Okay, fair. I'm, I'm, I'm there. It's hard for me to multiply my efforts with different women. Yeah. It's fundamentally hard for me because one is enough for me to handle. <laughs> right? And I think I've, I've always been that way in the sense of, you know how people like do like, okay, um, I want to talk to many babies at once and whichever we'll clicks is one that clicks. Mm, mm. I've never been that way. Mm. Right. I can't, I've never been that way. So, yeah. so from, from, from day one, even as early as um, my, my undergrad, right. Or even after, even after high school, it's yeah. always been a, if I'm somebody is one woman. Right. Mm. And if I'm not with anybody, right. If I'm single, any person I encounter, you know where I'm at and there is no loyalty or commitment or fake loyalty to you mm. that I'll then go to another space again. Mm. Right. Because I can't handle those things, this kind of things. Yeah. So yeah. I think me having that control of that part of my relationship with women has been one element where I've said gives me that healthy practice. Mm. Okay. But also another thing is that my bigger fear sometimes because of that healthy practice for the monogamistic streak. If I know that addition with some, if I know that if I, for example, get close to somebody and I'll regret it in three days, right? I would not, I will, it's rare for me to let my body control me that I, because I want to say regret it. So there's some people you meet that down the three are like, Oh my God, why did I even do this? Mm. Because either, it's a wrong move. They, they, they become a, a they become a stress on your life. Mm. You, you, you should not. I don't know whatever for whatever reason it is, yeah. right? Yeah. And for me, anything that anything that makes me have to have more decisions, more stress, more thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. because of that healthy streak, you know, if it's going to, if it's going to lead to chaos, if I see leading to chaos in three, four days. Or an aftermath thing. Mm. I I I really try to let my body push for that. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like what you're saying, right, is that you know how you navigate. By the so, way, by the way, this is this is not a well interview. By the way, I know, I know, so but let's like, not make this. <laughs> I know, I know, but 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 you know, just, just to summarize what you're saying, right? It sounds like you know how how you've chosen, and I'll answer I'll answer on my end as well. But it sounds like how you've chosen or how how you navigate you know, this whole space of sex and everything is, is pretty much driven by, by outcomes and consequences, right? Like, you know, if, and also by, you know, the part of you that, um, tends to want a one-to-one sort of like, you know, experience with things, right? You've mentioned this on so many episodes, swipe without love, you know, talking about, you know, how you can't do multiple things at once. This guy receipts, <laughs> man, what the hell? And also, you know, when you when you're talking about um, choosing the university and even choosing the secondary school you went to and just mm. at home, not having to make decisions. So yeah, it sounds it sounds like that. On my end, I think I will not lie, a lot of it's like 
90% of it or even 100% of it was, was shaped by by my my faith in, in that sense, right? So just uh, the Bible's view and God's view on, on sex is really what has shaped a lot of my views around sex, right? And although as we've grown older, right, society has become a lot louder in terms of, you know, mm. what what the views on sex should be like. And so as a, as a Christian guy growing up or like just walking through the society, moving away from home, living in a different country where no one really knows me and things like that. I think I, I've definitely like faced a lot of interesting situations where I've had to, again, reconsider my reconsider or at least I'm faced to have to make a choice almost every time. Right. It's, it's almost like a struggle in that sense. And so um, all that to say, that's because a lot of my views have been shaped by church and shaped by my faith. And, Till, till this very moment, even as we're speaking now, I think I, I hold a lot of those views and I think a lot of those views are true. And not just for, you know, biblical reasons and because someone says so, but because I've, I've seen what, I've, I've kind of like, I have friends that are very sexually active and things like that. And I've seen the drama like you described that comes with it. And I'm like, okay, even if anything, just to avoid this kind of drama, you understand, like, you know, this is one, it seems like there's a better, better path. But speaking on like, the public opinion, which is like a point that I, I mentioned earlier, is like, you know, how would you describe the current like temperature when it comes to sex in, in, in public opinion these days? Like when even with abstinence, celibacy, chastity, or just general, you know, sexual freedom, like how would you define it? Or yeah, your perception of it's based on public opinion these days. Um again, uh, and I hate to do this, but, but before I answer that question again, oh um, I, want to, I want to sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because like I just so like this the topic is I told you that it's not like it leads to so many rabbit holes and yeah, 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 yeah. and like I, I I can't remember how I can't remember how half of them I've already said already it's like it's <laughs> that it's that yeah. um crazy but yeah. when you mentioned um about like your faith um driving your sex life and 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 that and that and you just and you following that not just because somebody said so but because there is a logical and practical reason why you've seen that. That is that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I completely agree, in the sense of, and I don't want to sound hypocritical, but what I, what I mean is, it makes sense when somebody says having sex with many people does not help you. Mm-hmm. It makes sense mm-hmm. because, particularly, you see, the word is weird because I think if anything, it should have, it should have been it should have been reversed. Men should have been the species who did not have enough power. Women should have been the species who had power. I think I think that might have made that might have made more sense. Why? Because good question. Why? I don't have the vocabulary to explain that yet. So so I don't want to cause chaos. But that's <laughs> just a shower thought for now. Okay, so it's a shower thought, folks. Um, what was I saying? Um, power, men, women it might be better. Jeez, I've forgotten as well. Okay. Yeah, I was saying that it makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that idea of, of knowing and and comparison and and awakening hmm. is real. You know, that idea of once you enter that vulnerable space with somebody where they're in the most vulnerable state. Some people can bring elements of spirituality into that, but even just on the physical end of it, emotional end of it, that is borderline most vulnerable you can ever be. Fair. And once you cross that with someone, you cross that with somebody else, you cross that with somebody else, 
it sounds like it sounds like a logical thing when somebody says that might not be a good idea. Hmm. Because again, I go back to what browser history. You, it's always manifest one way in the present. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how, but I just think it manifests. But again, the the thing is, not everybody suffer from that. Of you, like from an evidence standpoint. Yes. Yes. Because you can argue that half the world <laughs> has, has been doing it since age of time, and half the world is chill. Mm. You mm. can argue that. You can argue mm. that. So if I said that from an obvious standpoint. Yeah. But it makes sense. Mm. But but yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. So 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 what? So what I'm trying public to... public opinion, right? Yes. Public opinion. Yes. Please. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah. Okay. Finally, we're 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 out of personal life now okay public opinion yeah i think sex is like a handshake <laughs> um I, I think it's been that way for for time now mm-hmm. um but actually here's one thing that actually is very very interesting point yeah so living in nigeria right i had an idea of sex in society mm. but, but when i got to the uk an interesting thing emerged mm. i met more I might say mess, not that I was chasing them, but just like yeah, yeah, friendships, interactions, yeah. acquaintances, whatever. Yeah. But I met more women here in the UK who were actually practicing celibacy. Um, celibacy mm. more than I did in Nige. Mm. Now, I'm not trying to say that Nigerian women. No, 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 no. I just lost my shit. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that was interesting. Yeah. And when I say women, I mean demographic wise, black Nigerians. Mm. Mm. So still on Nigerian transfront, right? Okay. Okay. So that was interesting. Yeah. Like in a way, like I did not, I did not know that there were, I'll say it's like, I don't know if there were as many, maybe just because I also become, became more aware of it, but I don't know if there were as many people practicing celibacy as much until I moved there. I'm not, I'm not just from people I knew like face to face, but like, just just, like see, they yeah. see on social media, yeah. you know, or you hear from a friend of a friend, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Honestly. But you know, like, to be honest, people say they are, but you can never, you can never yeah. know, bro. So, and and, so, and, and that, that's fair. I think, you know, when we say public opinion, it's also like, we're just trying to understand I guess the the public's perspective, like what is visible publicly, you understand? What's the narrative? And honestly, you're right. The narrative really, when you think about the West and all of those things is definitely not in the direction you've painted it just now. Um, let me see. What's the difference between, for me, Nigeria and Ghana? Hmm. Honestly. Oh, Ghana, yeah. <laughs> I mean. No. So, 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 so here. So what I can say though, is that some societies on the surface appear more prude than others. Right. But there's this thing of like the, the empty barrels are the ones that make the loudest noise sometimes. Right. And so, you know, people that people that are more, a lot of people that put themselves out there and, you know, talk themselves as this, like, you know, enlightened species when it comes to like sexual experiences and things like that. Sometimes it's, <clears throat> it's mostly about talking a big game. And for those that seem prude and quiet and reserved, apparently like, you know, there, there can be more to that in that. Are you speaking about men or women or both? I think both. Okay. 
I think both. I think both. Um, but yeah, but but I think in, in my view, I think the public perception of sex and what we've seen in media is, you know, pretty that it like it's they've turned it into a very casual thing. Like it's casual. It's like you said, just like a handshake. You don't need to think too deeply about it. If you think too deeply about it, then you're immature and not like not ready for. Like they paint people that think sex is like this weight that you carry and this responsibility that you should have. They there's a tendency to refer to such people as people that, you know, aren't enlightened or, you know, are still immature in that sense. Right. Um, but sometimes I like to think like that's the complete opposite in some way, shape and form because no, go on, go on, go on. You know, what's funny. Yeah. I saw a study recently, not maybe not recent, like a year ago that said people are having less sex now around the world. Yeah. Yeah. This, this study was pre pandemic. So not, not a COVID study. Mm. I think 2018. Mm. And so I, so I think it said more, more, more people are waiting, number one. Mm-hmm. But also men between the ages of 24 and 31 or 23 and 31 are having less sex compared to 20 years ago mm. or 10 years ago. Mm. So like, even though, even though for me, maybe that coincides with, 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 with what I'm seeing. Mm. maybe possibly i don't know but i know i definitely saw a study like that yeah yeah and and i think that was due to a number of factors um tech as well tech is always in the mix obviously but number of factors <laughs> right yeah. but it seems like even though that's the case painful reality the the commercialization of sex is also increasing even though the activities of sex in the mainstream normal world may mm. not be imagine that increase yeah and to be honest like i still think that because again when you think about sex and sexuality as as just the the physical act itself it's when a study like that might seem you know counterintuitive or like you know if we're saying sex is becoming more mainstream like a handshake how come people are having less of it i think when you think of sex as just a physical act then that might be a very you know conflicting thought to, to hold together but i think sex is more than you know the actual act itself like it starts way before all of that and so i think in this culture where like just look at any music video i, I was talking to a friend recently and i'm like okay when i was in in like maybe gss1 or crossing into in, in secondary school watching certain music videos felt wild because there was just you know a lot of you know, bodies showing and things like that. And generally our parents thought it was really bad, but turn on the TV now these days and it feels a lot, like it just feels a lot, like a lot of restraints has been cast aside to certain things, right? And oh, I, and I think it's the same thing. I don't think so, bro. Like th- think of, think of, think of all the, you know, like the some of the recent songs, the recent videos, I don't want to drop any names, or, but like, you know what I'm talking about. I think it's, I don't know what I'm talking about, bro. I mean, drop names. What's the big deal? Yeah, no, no. So, like, like the whole... Yeah, no, I'm uh, gonna... <laughs> like, you know, um, then I think it was Nicki Minaj and Mega Stallion, the whole WAP song. Oh, so yeah. let me put a disclaimer. I don't watch pop music videos. Actually, I don't yeah. watch music videos. So, actually, maybe yeah. you might have a point. I don't watch music videos. Exactly. So, honestly, I, I, I've seen clips of the video online and, you know, I would argue that, yes, maybe... But, bro, like, if yeah. you bring Nicki Minaj and Mega Stallion together... Yeah, you probably not expecting anything. <laughs> no, but and, and so that's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. That flashback to 10, 12 years ago, even though videos were wild, like think no, of, but yo, there, there, there was Lil, Lil Kim was wild as hell. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying. I was going to drop an example. Nelly's is getting hot in here. Um, like yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Lean back, lean back yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. So. But I, I don't know. So is it that it's always been the same, or now it's just more in our faces? I don't know. Um, it's always but, been the same. We just have HD cameras now that, that make them look a lot more um, fair point. Interesting, I guess. Fair uh, point. But fair point. no, the the problem is the difference, I guess. Mm. Um, and maybe I should clarify when i said like like when i when i when i say sex is like a handshake now mm. i'm saying that from a cultural differentiation point mm. not particularly as a know-it-all point mm. because like you said in our culture even though everybody has sex people don't talk about it like that really? but today bro you see you see so sometimes i wonder if i'm in the same world as everybody so maybe they'd actually do <laughs> But bro, I, okay, let me rephrase this. The barriers to to barriers from hello hi to having to having sex are different levels in different cultures. Yeah. So so while while a while for while in some cultures the barrier might be you know one, two, three, four, five, mm. in some cultures it might just be one, two, three. Mm. Right. And maybe that's why I didn't need to say like a handshake because in some cultures, what the barriers to a handshake is maybe one and two. Yeah. Well, so that's what I mean by comp- comparing cultures. Yeah. Now, I don't know what I, I don't know where our stand because you've already, you've already told me now that maybe I'm, I'm wrong thinking that we don't talk about it much. Maybe we talk about it much. Mm. But it's different, bro. If you go to, if you go to different countries, like it's, it's, seen, it's seen differently there. Mm. Um, and that's the thing. The thing is, like, that is where my mind always, always um, conflicted because, in as much as, in as much as I want to say there's universal truth, it's sometimes hard because the people in certain co- contexts and cultures who don't see sex similar as others do, they're not particularly living a worse and again an evidently worse life. Hmm. Hmm. There is no, there is no obvious evidence I can say to say that people who are loose, or that country societies that are loose, more loose, have a detrimental outcome on them than those that are a lot more tight. So, like that also, or maybe maybe there is, and I haven't seen the data yet, study is. yet. I feel like, like what can yeah. what can it be? So, like what can be? Okay, maybe you have a lot of unfathered on children, possibly. Yeah, and also, I, so sometimes like the effect is, is very subtle and very abstracted from the actual act itself, right? And also because, like I said, sex sometimes or a lot of times is more than just the act; it's like all the processes leading up to that that position. So I feel like there, there are definitely other things that can like there's there's definitely probably subtle. Not definitely, but it's probably subtle, subtle things that can't be researched and, and can't really be be outlined and said and you know stated that this is a reason why this is happening in that sense. But I just think just looking at the general trends of like you said at the start of the episode, a lot of the biggest issues that we have or some of the major like things we've seen so far, when you look deeper, there's an element of sex in there. So isn't that evidence enough to show you that, you know, if 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 treated wrongly, right or if treated not in the right manner no but that's just a fundamental human flaw that you're reacting to a normal natural drug which is called sex how so like 
so like so like just, just like saying if you're if you're hungry for food you tend to act in a certain way so i'm just saying like that example does not necessarily say doesn't necessarily mean because you can be you can be married you can be a married man and mm-hmm. still do something stupid because you have sexual mm-hmm. urges yeah. and that and, and that leads your clan into disaster fair okay right. okay not about a societal yeah but yeah. even if, if, even from that same vein like the hookup culture can mm. it be successful or i, I mean okay obviously the, the obvious answer from from, <laughs> from a faith faith-based stance is no yeah right but also from a from a visible psychological emotional physical economical everything results yeah. Can we, is there any evidence we can see to that will show because it's something that you know that it is it's quite normal right some places as we said right and it's like if one doesn't vibe with it what do you say or what do you convince your friend who vibes with it to say okay bro or sis this is not the way to go so like is is there is there another argument one can use besides faith or religion Oof, that is a that is a <laughs> it's an interesting question that you've posed why because i generally shy away from conversations that try to mm, mm, uh, mm, yeah mm, that try to remove because mm. that tries to remove faith and everything from from conversations because i think it, it is interwoven into into a lot of things and you know that's my view on it right but you know what yeah i will say i will say this i say even when i ask the question even when i just asked right now yeah it doesn't mean that you can answer with faith mm. because faith is not blind is it mm. there's always a practical recommendation a practical thesis that faith brings yeah to yeah. life yeah but i think and and i always have this argument with people i would say i think one issue that i find a lot in faith community is people are lazy for interpretation how so Rather, they are lazy to to be interpret so i think i think okay let's look at the bible the yeah. bible is is one hell of a text hmm. nothing so simple can can outlive so many generations across time and mm. still relevant. No matter what faith you are in, you can't dismiss the amazement. Is that a word? <laughs> the relevance, the, yeah, and just no, 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 not relevance. The what's what I'm looking for? It is. It's an incredible book mm. to outlive so many generations and societies yeah. and have relevant fundamental content that still apply today. Yeah. On just just on a literal literal standpoint, yeah, yeah, that is incredible, yeah. And I feel like no matter what faith you, I mean, nobody reads the Bible fair enough, but for me, that's one thing that I find incredible. And because of that, I feel like you've been born in 1992 or three or one, mm. and you're and you're gonna die in 2070, possibly 2080. If we have robots by then, maybe maybe 2000, mm. but that one lifetime may not even be enough to interpret everything in this complex book hmm. because you can read one text you can read one verse hmm. whatever and there's multiple meanings across multiple contexts hmm. 
But when I say we're lazy to interpret, is that when I hear a lot of arguments from the, from the faith community, and I, and I say, okay, why do you think? Why do you think this? Why do you think they use the word walk and not run? Hmm. I don't know. It's just no. There's a reason why a word is. It's nothing. Nothing. Nothing in that book is is coincidental because it's so complex. Mm-hmm. And I think. Okay, I think my my, my, my my typical example is when, you know, Christians say walk with God in the Bible, right? Hmm. The, the, the same walking is is not coincidental. There's a reason why they use the word walk. Yeah. Not run, not on a horse, which was yeah. a common way of transportation in the middle of time. Walk. Because walk, walking is slow. It's, yeah. it's humbling. Yeah. It often depicts a journey. Hmm. It's, it's so many things, but yeah. it's a deliberate choice. Yeah. Now, taking taking that into the context of sex, yeah, our interpretations of what the Bible says, we don't. Some of us say, "Okay, yes, the Bible says this," but what relevant practical reasons do have we tried to bring out from why that is the case? Yeah, yeah, that I can teach to somebody who doesn't understand English or, or doesn't believe in the Bible to say, "Well, okay, in fact, let me, let me never mention the Bible. This is why." Yeah. Yeah, and those those answers don't, don't don't have to be from from a school or scientific fact. They can be from that text. Yeah, but interpretation is lazy. Yeah, is my point. Yeah, fair, right? And and I agree with that. And the the issue though is that you know when when the premise of the question is away from when you, when you, when you ask someone to answer a question but not like from a state faith standpoint, like it's like trying to dissociate something that you know, shouldn't be divided in that sense. But to answer the question directly, which if I remember correctly, is sort of like, um, what does the Bible say about, what was the question again? Just to clarify. Ah, caught me. Do I even know? <laughs> no, and I think I, I think I asked, how would you explain why the hookup culture is ah, bad yes. without, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I said. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think it's just a thing about um, like what was what, the what was the natural inclination, you know, for for certain things. Like that, you can also argue this from a philosophical standpoint, where some people talk about um, function, like something things designed because things are the way they are because they are designed to be that way. And so people can talk about sex and everything as as a culture of design. But let me speak personally and not vaguely. I think the hookup culture is not the most it's not the it's not the ideal situation and the things that are wrong with it are the fact that like you said earlier there's a weight attached to sex in that sense and if if you keep putting yourself in situations with people and you know just making it a casual thing i don't think sex was designed to be casual i don't know it's just like if we some people that look at it from a biological standpoint and everything like look at animals and things like that um like i guess there's always a a Actually, no, scratch that point. Points are going to put you in trouble. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, what is wrong with the hookup culture? I just feel sex is sex is not a physical thing alone. There's a lot of emotional things attached to it. And just like you can't be in multiple relationships with multiple people at the same time. Um, it's hard, like it's not advice, it doesn't feel effective and you know, it doesn't feel like the most the best use. Oh my god, <laughs> it doesn't feel like the best use of yourself to be in that many, you know you know, physical interactions with that many people, like it's how I look about it. And if, if you think about it, right. I think whenever I feel like you leave a part of yourself as much as that sounds very spiritual, but I think even, yeah, you see yeah, it. Yeah. No, I, as, I always as, hear that phrase. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And while I want to believe it, 
I don't understand it. What does that mean? It's sometimes hard to explain. No, no. Sometimes I have to explain. Like it's like trying to say why. Like there's some things. There's some physical things that um are not a priori. Meaning you can't deduce. Like you, there's no way to measure and deduce them through equations or whatnot. It's just it just is right. Um and. I think there's been many people that have experienced and, you know, found themselves in a life where they had multiple, like, you know, the, the hookup culture was the thing that they kept doing. And at some point they reached the like, there's been many stories of people that reached a point and felt like they felt empty after all those experiences. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So like, that is a good argument. Exactly. So, so, so maybe, maybe saying you leave a part of yourself makes it sound very, whatever, but when people say they feel empty, people understand. So, and for me, it, it, it's a build up. The reason why you feel empty is probably because, you know, you're giving part of yourself, like whatever that means to you, however you choose to interpret it, you're giving a part of yourself to, to every single person they are with. And let's not even, like, if we even take it down from a level from, you know, sex or anything, like if you have, you talk to certain people more than you talk to other people. Imagine if you were talking to every single person at the same intensity, like, you know, just like you said, you can't manage multiple conversations that are supposed to lead to relationships at the same time. I feel like, you know, there's a part of you that you, put into some of these conversations and all of those things. And why do you then think that when it comes to like a physical, the physical act or, you know, the manifest, physical manifestation of it, that you are not then living a part of yourself as you are, as you would in a conversation or in opening up to someone in that sense. I just feel there's a tendency to, I don't know, want to treat sex as just physical. And I don't think the argument stands basically. And I could like, yeah, that's just my personal view. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with some things. I agree with all the things you said. Um, you know, I have an issue because <laughs> one issue I have is I can agree with somebody, right? I can agree with you. And, and for some reason, I, can, I still want to point out the flaws or some flaws. Yeah. And it puts me in trouble a lot of times. Like, I agree <laughs> with you, right? And I'm, I'm, also in a, I'm also on board with you, but I just think, okay. Actually, are we also thinking about the fact that this can happen too? Hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when I say that, it sounds, sounds like, like I am, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I did that again. I'll do that again. But the argument of, you know, feeling empty across multiple partners is a real one. Mm. Um, but again, I would say, what makes people different? Some people don't feel empty. See, some people, some people have some mother's playboy run of five years and find one woman sits her down and they have a happy, happy life after. Like, not every playboy goes to jail at some point. I mean, I mean, I mean like emotional jail. Some yeah. people get away scot-free. <laughs> so I always wonder, like, what is the difference? And I guess that brings me back to why I asked what's the difference between me and the guys in school that, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that, that saw sex early. But anyway, point is, some people feel empty, some don't. <clears throat> right? Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think one thing that's actually interesting is the idea of your value as a human being. Mm. But it's also a paradox. Let me explain why. Mm. So some people argue that, you know, having sex with multiple people means that you're kind of devaluing yourself because you should be saving all of you for one special person. And 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 that and that shows that you're seeing your, your body as a valuable org- organism on this earth. Yeah. But also, 
in that same vein, it also means that if you're saying that, then you're kind of saying that your value as a human being is measurable objectively because you're saying that if I'm having sex with many people, is I'm decreasing in value. Mm. And that kind of contradicts this is what I'm getting at. So, like, yeah, I, I hear that too sometimes, and it also confuses me as to where are we going to? So, am I less valuable if I'm a or am I more valuable if if I'm a virgin? Um, and what makes that value metric different? Yeah. So you know, I think we talked about this in some way, shape, and form. Not this particular situation, but just the. Oh, by the way, by the way, yeah. when I said I meant male. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Less, yeah. less. <laughs> not referring to women, men. Yes. Yeah. Fair. But what I was going to say is that I feel as humans, we have the tendency to measure things, right? More with men than with, you know, women, but there's just a tendency to measure. And so that's where you have these conversations around, you know, if, if you're like, if, if having multiple partners means you're devaluing yourself, then, you know, if you're not a virgin, then it means you're devalued. But I think that's, that's a, that's a flawed way of looking at things. I think, you know, some of these conversations around sex, sexuality, and, you know, how your views on it is less so much about, I did X, now I'm Y, or I did A, B, C, and so I'm no longer this. I think it's more around the perspectives that you have around it and how those perspectives shape yourself as a person, right? Like, you're, like, I'm trying to think about, like, you as a person, like, the things that you're, I'll say you're put here to do or the things that you, the, your purpose, like, basically, it's that, it's not really measured by actually, no, I'm saying absolute trash. I need to recalibrate. Anyways, so what, the point I'm trying to make is that um, I don't think your value as a person is tied to, you know, any one experience that you have, either it's a sexual experience or whatnot. It's like saying just because, you know, somebody did this to you as a child, does that define everything about you as a person? Good. Yeah. Good. Right. We're on the same page on that. Good. Exactly. Okay. So I don't think it does. Right. But it's like, what do you then do with that knowledge? Like, even though it doesn't, um, like, you know, how, how, how are you interpreting that information? And what does that information mean to you? Does it mean a license to then just do anything because your value isn't really tied to it? Not really, because there, there are consequences for actions. Um, any actions you take, there's, it's sort of like a cause and effects kind of thing. So, and it's, I don't know. Like, that's why I said, you know, I feel like why I'm struggling to, to even paint this in a certain way is that, again, like I said, my, my views on sex is really based on, based, based on faith. And there's some questions that I honestly, I don't have answers to. Yeah, bro. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah, fine. It's, it's even me. Exactly. It's tough. It's a flipping <laughs> enigma, right? It's a, yeah. it's a maze that's it's you know, mazes of mazes of mazes. Exactly. And part of the main elements of faith uh, it really is just trusting that you know this 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 thing that you've plugged into wants the best for you right and so even if you don't understand it you still follow the path because you know that you know for the things that you don't understand at some point you come to a full understanding of it and so that's to say that you know i'm all on this thing trying to say i know all the answers and you know this is the right answer or this is the wrong answer and maybe to this question that you've asked i'll be like i honestly don't know right um do i want to find out if you know having multiple partners and things like that will leave me a certain kind of way i'm not sure i think i'm just going to be i'd rather just trust in the fact that you know 
the, this this thing that has outlived through time, this this view and this faith that I have has said that this is the best pathway forward. And then I'm just going to trust in that, right? Yes. It, it is what I'll wrap that up as. You, you, you made a point earlier about how people look at faith and things like that. And then just like, they don't think about it. They just take what they get and they run with it. I think it happens on the other side of the channel as well, or around the world is what I'm trying to say that people lock in on certain narratives and just run with it without questioning it. And one, one question I, I wanted to ask maybe as we try and tie this all together is that, you know, was there, was there any points that you actively decided that, or you remember making a decision about what your views and position on, on, you know, sex and everything else around it would be right. Or is this just something that evolved, you know, as, as you grow down at, and maybe I can give an example to help, right? Some people, right now, if you ask them a question about what their views are around you know, sex or whatnot, they will have an answer. But my question is, how did you arrive at that answer? Was it something you deliberately chose and did your study on and you know observed everything around, just like you're picking a school, right? Did you, before you locked into this school of thought about this thing that you know, you're doing, you know, how did you reach that point? It's just what I'm trying to, because I feel, I like to be deliberate mm. about things, right? And I'm trying to think about this, that is everybody else as deliberate about decisions around sex and things like that as I guess I tend to be, or do people just find themselves in situations and go with the flow based on what social norms are? I think, I think one thing that I start with, or one thing that follows me around is I, I, tried, I try not to be a bad human being. Mm. and and just by doing that that limits the, the number of stunt, stunts i can pull mm. or that i think of pulling i try to be somebody who i feel like somebody will cry over i try to be somebody who i feel like you know i would make somebody's life worse than how i found it mm. right i'm not i don't mean people please that but i don't want to be somebody who I don't want to come to your life and make it worse. Mm. Right. Then that's, then I, I wish you'd not meet me then. So I think from that standpoint, that makes, that limits the kind of amount of stunts that I pull. Mm. And I think that also re- reflects what I said at the start where I said, um, they, I, I just, I just can't do many. I, I can't, I can't do the idea of multiple girlfriends because I want to stunt on around the world. Mm. I can't do the idea of um of of promising the gay of the world when when you, know you can offer the babe an, an acre of land. Mm. You know, so those things, so I think it's that it shapes that. Mm. And in a way, in the last um pre-pandemic, in the last three, four years, all my cutters with men have mostly been straightforward to the point where if I'm not clear on what I want, then I'm fundamentally in conflict in my own self. Mm. But that's very, very rare. Mm. Most cases, I'm always clear on where I am, what I want, where I can handle, what I don't want to handle, and, where, and whether, that's, whether that, that can be possible. And if I sense that I cannot, I wouldn't I would lie to myself either, right? So I think... To answer your question, I did not evolve into anything. I did not have a day where I, where I said, oh, holy shit, this is what I should think about. Mm. I've just always had a fear, a fear of, I, I just have a fear of, not a, not a fear of karma, but 
just is just being civil, like I guess, in a weird way. And of course, that 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 has limited. So there's that's limited some some of my options. There's times I've met people where because of that I have I've not gotten what I wanted, and that's fair. Yeah. Right. I did not I did not die, you know. But that that's that's even the past. I, I don't need that right now, right? Some of these things has elements of hypocrisy in there because one can say, you know, how can you say that after you know you've done this, you've done that? I I, I get that, but I'm not I'm not I'm not overlooking the weaknesses and the mistakes or the oversights that I've made or that I might be making what I'm saying or that I've made in the past. Mm. But I've just been, I've tried my best to live a life where I don't live, make your life worse after encountering me. Mm. Yeah. And if I think that's going to happen, I will not even get there in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself kind of situation. Um, but yeah, okay. So honestly, the reason why I asked that question is, is, is again, the fact that I feel that a lot of times when we lock into certain things and perspectives, you know, it's, it's never, there's never any deliberation behind it and deliberation in the sense like we don't really consider it, but yet we hold some of these views so strongly. And I feel like that's very dangerous. But, but also, bro, I won't lie. I won't lie to you. I've, yeah. I've also been lost. Like there's parts of parts of my life at those moments where I've been lost, where I, I don't know what I wanted. I don't know. I, there's parts in those moments of, you know, of hookups where I've been lost. Yeah. I want to say lost in the sense of, I, I was not really sure why I was there, even though, even though, at some point, even though, even though I made efforts to be there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, and, it just shows that not every, even though I try to be decent, some of it was also moved by the fact that I was just lost. I was looking for something too. Mm. I was looking for maybe maybe part of me was also hoping that you know maybe you'll you find know, it. Yeah. you find you find something or the, or just give you an answer to the next part, mm. right? Mm. But also you're also moving in a world where besides women, you also have your own life as well your job, your plans, your professional life, your ambitions. And then some of that goes in conflicts with yeah. when you encounter. And then that also shapes how you navigate that as well. Because, you know, if if you're somebody who you've gotten a job now and it's a very, very mad-ass job, paying you a lot of money, a switch can happen in your head whereby two, two months ago, towards me, you're not thinking that. Or you could be like, oh, now I'm off the market. It, it, could, it, it could shift anything depending on who you are, mm. right? But those things can make you lost, is my point, right? Whether you get to a new place, you get to a new level of life, you get to a new job, mm. it can make you lost in terms of what you're looking for in women. And I, I, can't, sit, I can't sit here and say that, that, that I, was, I knew I was never lost. It's possible. It was very possible. Actually, it's very possible lost. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, um, I think one thing to ask you actually is because this is a, this is also an argument because we've, we've already said sex is a drug and we've already said it's a fundamental natural part of being an organism, mm. right? There's people who often say you know like sex before marriage is is a yes yes because if you get married to somebody you're going to have sex with them for life, mm. so surely you should know. Because 
we, we cannot underestimate the importance of sexual chemistry for a marriage or for a relationship. Fair. Right. And there's an argument that when you get married to somebody, you are hoping that that chemistry should be there. Because mm. chemistry should know that it can make a part of the relationship difficult. Yeah. And people like to know that before they go into the marriage. Mm. So, like, is it an is it an is it is it a realistic thing or is it an unrealistic thing to, for someone to say it, it it should not matter? Because what I would like to know, we cannot hide the fact that it is important. Yeah. Not procreation, but just a healthy marriage. Yeah. Right. And there's many people who have the fear of, well, what if we don't click? Yeah. Sexually. And I, I can't spend my life with him or her for, you know, there is that fear. And then that fear makes them want to try out things. Mm. So it's a, it's a, it's a realistic tension. Yeah. And, and, and I won't dismiss that as irrelevant. I won't even say, I can't even say, Oh, people, people were old. Did it. People nowadays are not work, not, not say they're work, but, they're much more demanding for what they want. And that applies to this as well. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a conversation that should happen in isolation. But what I'll say is that um, I don't think it's impossible. And I do think it's 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 a problem in that sense that, you know, sexual compatibility and things like that. But I think we, we, talk, we talked about this on the porn episode where, you know, they're actually therapists and, you know, people that help new couples through those experiences. Because I don't think it's a, it's not a binary situation. It's not a, if, if it's about learning what each other, like, like it's a self-discovery process. Again, I'm not married. I don't know these things. And, you know, at some point, maybe I'll figure out a different answer to it. Well, from where I'm standing, from where I'm sitting, I think it's a self-discovery process. A lot of these things, right? You know, how do you learn what you want and what you like? It's really about exploring with the person. I think if the premise for why both of you are together is built off of a different, like a solid foundation of actually loving and caring and doing all those things, I think this small part of sexual compatibility and things is also a journey that you take it's not a small part i agree with you but yeah it's a small part it's a small part i'll still say it's a small part because there's like think about it at some point like at some point in the journey it's not going to be a thing that is top of mind for both people anymore. yeah but like yeah but yeah. like that point is like 30 years away bro you'll be surprised you'll be su- see and that's the that's the funny thing about life right is is that the do thing you know, do you know after 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 finances and maybe career no I, i'm not sure but obviously like divorces that that's that's like top three reasons i could get divorced after finances yes i know but that's what and for me i think that's just a manifestation of a deeper issue of you know the foundation it was built on in the first place like to be honest i think a lot of us even within and out without the church and without faith and all of those things marriages are approached in a very like flawed perspective which is what leads to a lot of the issues that we face and so it manifests like people will lock in on anything and pick it as a reason or as one of the reasons for certain things but we both know it's a combination of a lot of different things but all that to say i don't think it's impossible I think sexual compatibility is important, but I don't think it's a do or die affair in the sense that it's either is or it isn't. I think it's something that can be learned. Again, I find what you mean by do or die because we should, we look like, like what, what are you saying do or die? No, no, I, I mean, that. No, no. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not a thing. Like, it's not a make or break situation in that sense that can't be changed. Mm. Both people can learn to explore. It's malleable. It's malleable, you understand? And so if you approach it with the sense of, oh, I want to explore because I want to be sure. Like, bro, a woman's body also changes. After the first kid, what then happens? What if, like, you have to walk through that experience. So if you're not willing to walk through that experience when both of you come into the page fresh, then, like, what, what's to say that the information you gathered from trying it out before you got married, like, what's to say that information will always be constant? So that's why I just think it's a flawed perspective to say, oh, for sexual compatibility reason. Again, like, anybody can come and drag me and, you know, argue the points, but that's just my perspective on it um, in, in that sense. But, yeah, to answer that question directly, I don't, think, I don't think exploring is a good enough reason to, like, exploring because of sexual compatibility, I don't think it's a good enough reason, uh, you know, for those that advocate for sex before marriage in that sense. Okay, second question to you before we wrap up. Yes. How, how do you counter the argument of freedom in the sense of people also say, you know, not the hookup culture, but sexual freedom is a human, physical, emotional, spiritual level of freedom. Mm. And, and them saying like, me being able to have sex when I want, before I want, whenever I want, whenever I feel like it, is my level of freedom as a as an organism on this earth, hmm. right? Which from that argument, freedom, right? Yeah, it is freedom because as I, as I said before, like we said that I think we spoke about this before we started talking. We said when 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 we when the birth control pill was invented, yeah, that legit freed women from from some from little men shackles yeah right because because many women when when women were being held hostage to the possibility of you know i'm getting pregnant after having sex mm. but when that happened when the birth control people came that liberated women and that actually helped towards women rights as well mm. so there's an element of freedom in the arguments right and what are your thoughts on that hmm. the freedom conversation it's it, it's it's a it's a tricky one in that sense, but w- what I'll say is that let's 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 draw some analogies or illustrations to start with, right? And I think with every form of freedom or any any form of expression of freedom that you have comes moderation, right? I think we talked about this on one of the episodes that just because you have the ability to do certain things to a certain extent doesn't mean that you should always do those things. Um, like freedom of speech sometimes you can say anything you want but if you start to say words that hurt people there will be consequences for those actions is is kind of like the the vibe about pain so when it comes to freedom with i i don't think i think choosing to express your sexual freedom in terms of like just being i guess having no self-control about it is an extreme right and i don't think extremes like I, we've seen time and time over again extremes in both directions either what people say is good or what people say is bad like moderation is what is key right and i don't think like the the freedom a lot of people talk about when it comes to sex and everything it's never about moderation if you think about it it's always about this you know unbridled flame and fire that you're letting to they're letting burn um and from my perspective and in my opinion i don't think I don't think that's true freedom. I think at that point in time, you're then subject to your feelings and emotions as opposed to actually being free. Mm-hmm. Um, here again, I have I had my other points in my head, but I don't have to counter it. Um, 
I guess my final question, and I know I, I, I don't know if I tell you I'm going to ask the question. My final question is, so like, how how do you then combat the the social physical pressure mm. to to maintain to to maintain um to maintain the the urges of of what everyone is doing mm. what, what i want to about that is i'm sure there's points in your life where it's been very possible to break away from 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 a desire to to maintain abstinence mm. I'm sh- I'm sure there's points in your life where you've you've probably thought, yeah, is this is this is this is this worth it? Yeah. So like, what's the driving? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I need motivation, but like, when you encounter the situations that yeah. that you know, like you met somebody or you were in a position of vulnerability, how did you navigate that? Mm. And given the fact that when it's when a cultural environment where you can actually meet up somebody and tell them that oh yeah this 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 part of you know getting close i'm not into that mm. for now and then some women might say yeah what do you mean why you know what mm. do you mean mm. as a man that can be challenging to address because as an sorry as an african man let me be specific <laughs> yeah as an african man that's challenging to address because it comes with a lot of um sometimes uh social awkwardness yeah with that person yeah and you know because as an african man it's just a weird thing to navigate mm. right because also yeah so like from that basis like how do you yeah okay so first thing um i think i honestly just de- depend mostly first of all on on my faith like that's the foundation of that that sort of like you know, encompass the whole thing, just the strength to be able to, you know, desire and want the right things and make the right decisions in those moments. But practically, um, because faith always gets practical, you know. <laughs> Bro, like, you're, you're always dancing kizumba on your Instagram, right? Yeah, you're always, like, yeah. holding waist and stuff. Oh, my God. And, and, <laughs> and there's many guys that would do that same dance. And, yeah. And, and those three guys will have all three different kind of thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I don't, I don't underrate, um, I don't underrate that ability, which, which yeah. is why I'm kind of bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, I, I think it, it's a combination of different things. Like I said, first the faith aspects, but second of all, it's all about. I think sometimes it's really about what you, what you surround yourself with, right? And you know, accountability structures that you set up for yourself and things like that. But the thing about it is that, like I said, when that, whenever the act happens or whenever you find yourself doing something, it wasn't just in that moment that something happened. You understand? Like it's, it was a, like, it's a, it's a, it's a process of decisions after decisions. Right. So it's like, how many checks and balances have you placed? But I'm not trying to tell you to walk around life, you know, staying guarded, like every single thing is out to attack you, but it's just like, you know, what kind of situations do you, tend to put yourself into and you know how how real are you with yourself how how what, what kind of conversation are you having with yourselves like, pick the kids away example you you said for example for some guys like that's a definitely no no like it's just going to lead to different kinds of desires and it might open them up to certain situations that they won't be able to handle um am i going to claim that i'm a strong guy and that's why i'm doing that i don't think so like there definitely have been moments i guess um 
but again, I think it'll still fall back to the first thing I said. It's like, you know, once you decide, once you make a decision in your heart that, you know, this is what you would like to, this is the life you would like to live out. I think, you know, the opportunities to live out that life will present themselves to you, you know, and you, all you have to do is just take the next right step. I like to say next right step a lot because it's, again, whatever journey you decide is always a journey. Like there's always decisions you have to make um, step after step. So for me, what has helped most of the time is, I guess also being public about certain things, right? If people know you to be a certain kind of person, there's certain conversations that they will not actually bring towards you, except those that mean business and want to like take up the challenge of you as a person that, okay, you, you said you are this, okay, today we'll find out if you're this person, right? I think being vocal about, I guess, decisions that you've made and the path that you're on, people tend to respect that, except those that take it up as a challenge and look for a way to, you know, find out if what you say is really true and oh my god <laughs> that thing is so real yeah Wait, so like so so yeah. the girls do that too yeah, yeah they do they do right like you tell you tell a girl that this is like you know you're you're abstaining and all of those things and they're like interesting yeah they, they yeah some people take it no it's not commonplace but there's a few people that do take it on as as a sort of challenge maybe not they won't tell you to your face that they're challenging you but the yeah. They start, yeah, the thing is, the things they start to do, you're wondering like, okay, like what is this person trying to prove or what point? And again, being wise enough to remove yourself from this kind of situations if, you know, that's the decision you've made is also just a practical, practical way to, to do things. But yeah. yeah because I, because I know that guys do that too, um, <laughs> as, as a challenge, but I didn't know girls, I'm not I surprised know. to yeah. be fair, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So like when that happens, um, how do you turn them off? Oh man, I just I reduce any interactions I have with them. Like if I if I if I says that's what you're out to get, then I just reduce any interactions I have with you and reduce the situations that find us in the same place together. Basically, again, just fleeing is what is what I usually do. I run basically. So and so that means that like when you meet when you meet like women, you you have to have that conversation earlier to know. At some point, like. You know, it, it depends. Like, if you meet a, a regular friend, like, or someone, like, you're just talking to the person, obviously, this doesn't something that you should bring up early on. But for me, whenever I sense that we're going in a direction that I feel could, I guess, lead somewhere, and how you define somewhere is a bit interesting. But, anyways, whenever I just sense that there's a closer connection being built, these are conversations I like to bring up. Hey, hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of 20s Combos. If you enjoyed the podcast, the easiest way to help out is to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Also, if you think a friend needs to hear this, go ahead and share it with them. They'll be glad that you did. Trust me. All right, we release new episodes every Monday. But before then, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 20s Combos. We post quotes, polls, and other interesting content and clips from each episode every week. So go ahead and follow us now. Till next time, take care and stay safe.